Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 301 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone who wants to start, grow and love their tutoring, teaching and coaching business, the same way I love mine. As always, I'm here to share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed, stolen, synthesized or cobbled together during the 24 years I've been in business from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested and continue to invest in training and education and to just give it to you in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. It's a byproduct of my restless search for ideas, techniques, and processes, which can make my life run more smoothly and more easily, make my business more profitable, my teaching more effective, and allow me to move through the world, leaving everyone I interact with feeling insanely good. If you're okay with that, let's crack on. Today I want to talk about something that I do that I find enormously helpful when I've got a lot on my mind. Now I can't claim to have invented it because I've stumbled on similar ideas in the works of many authors and researchers. So a big shout out to the wonderful Grammy nominee Beth Nilsson Chapman who told me of using something very similar in a magical four-hour invitation-only seminar for songwriters that I was invited to. That was a memorable experience, and she wrote a book about her creative process, which is well worth a read. What a privilege to hear her thoughts and methods up close and personal. Then is my friend, the excellent Peter Thompson, the novelist Anne Lamott, and her wonderful writing book, Bird by Bird. And of course, there's the accelerated learning researcher, Colin Rose, to name but a few. So they've all thrown a little bit of something into the mix, so I thank them all for their inputs. But here's what I've blended together and then kind of stripped back to the bare bones. This works for me, and if you try it for yourself, you'll find out if it works for you too. It's simple, it gets easier with repetition, and it only takes 10 minutes. You're not going to need much to do this either, because it's just you, a pen, and some paper. So in 10 minutes... What you want to do is go somewhere quiet, if that's your thing. For God's sake, turn off the phone, put it out of sight or something, eliminate all interruptions and distractions. If I can't find a quiet place to do this particular thing in, I'll just slip on some closed back or noise-cancelling headphones and I'll play a, a soundscape I put together of a recording of the sea and nature sounds if it's a place where that's not enough to shut out the background noise. Now, I need a timer of some sort. Me, not the phone. Unless you can sort of set the phone and forget about it. And I personally can't. It's way too distracting. So I use a a cheap kitchen timer that just bleeps annoyingly when my time's up. Now, we're going to be doing some writing. So I think it's vitally important to make it easy and pleasurable to do. And this is probably a throwback to being a kid when... At the primary school, I remember being issued horrible big biros, vile things. They were hideous, scratchy, and you seemed to need a ton of pressure to get them to write. 
Now, that memory has always stuck with me. And to this day, I make absolutely sure I invest in decent stationery. That means it's got to be a nice pen, preferably a fountain pen that just lets everything flow. Uh, I use an absolutely gorgeous Visconti fountain pen. To me, it's like a magic wand or a sword of truth. And that wonderful, heavy, powerful pen is filled with deep magenta or purple ink. That's my favourite colours for anything that I'm writing wronghand. And then decent paper, preferably coloured. Now, I used to use Ryman's A4 yellow conference pads because the yellow combined with the purple or magenta ink feels way less serious than stark white with black ink. These days, I'm also using the creamy paper in these A4 Leuchtturm case-bound notebooks. I'm using these big, chunky, hard-bound Leuchtturms because I've always wound up with stacks and stacks of yellow A4 pages that I sooner or later have to sort out and reorganise, which meant that I was losing a lot of ideas into the stacks. So... What we're going to do is we're just going to write. And we're going to write in a playful kind of way. And this is the reason I use these inks and paper combinations. Because for me, for many of my students and mentees, we find it easier to be playful with colours in front of us rather than black and white. Because black and white or blue and white or, you know, the serious colours, they don't leave a lot of wiggle room. You know, it's either right or wrong. There's no grey area with black and white, is there? But that yellow and purple combination reminds me of fruit salad chew wrappers from when I was a kid. So when I see those colours, I'm anchored back to that in my past. And it means that whatever I'm writing is childlike, it's playful, it's way less intimidating or serious. And yes, I am manipulating myself. I freely admit to being massively manipulable provided it's me that's doing the manipulating, I don't have a problem with that. For you guys, I suggest you try out different pens, different inks and papers, so you can make the writing more fun, more playful, and ultimately more pleasurable for you, and you'll want to do more of it. How cool is that? Now, I want you to notice there's no computer here. as a reason. And the reason is science. Masses of research concludes that long handwriting forces one to reprocess the subject matter and the flow through a, through a nice pen is much more direct than through a keyboard. As a musician, the comments of two professors at the University of Umea, Sweden, resonate with me. They champion writing by hand for students as a cognitive process necessary for the best learning experience. In their words... Think of writing as learning an instrument. Separate skills need to be practised in order for the player to become independent of the mechanics and allow for full expression of the meaning. So it's nice, it's like playing a smooth lick or a killer riff. Anyway, on with the process. At the top of the page, write down the problem or the challenge that you're trying to overcome. Pause, take another look at it, and reread it, preferably out loud. Set your timer for 10 minutes and hit the button, and immediately begin writing anything and 
everything that pops into your head that might be useful to you in solving the problem. Anything peripheral to the problem, write it down. It's vitally important you write without stopping. You don't edit yourself. Just write it down. No matter how random, tangential or non-linear it seems, just write it down. Basically, throw up on the page. You can clean it up later. All you're looking to do is capture. You're not looking for wonderful grammar and structure. You just barf on the paper and get on with it. Screw the punctuation. That doesn't matter. Grammar here is not your concern. Just charge. Full speed ahead, write as fast as you can. Write as if the devil himself were chasing you. Remember that your aim is to simply vomit on the page, non-stop for 10 minutes. Personally, I call this thrashing because that's how I go at it. I'm not structured or planned. I just thrash my way across the page as fast as I bloody can. If it helps, draw pictures. Add pictures, doodles, diagrams, whatever. Just doodle away all fruit. There are no restrictions on what you can put on the page. And when the timer bleeps, stop. Unless you've got some momentum going and you really don't want to stop, just carry on then. You've got your momentum rolling. Turn the bloody timer off, get on, write some more. And finally, when you do stop, sit back and review your deranged ramblings. You'll be amazed at what you came up with. And this is actually the best part of the process is when you realize that you actually had the solution to your problem already in your mind, you just needed to thrash and dig around and bring the solution to the surface. The main thing through all this is not to edit, not to self-critique or try to be clever. Write stuff down, never mind if it's good or not, because nobody else is allowed to see or read your insane, crazy ramblings. You're absolutely raving there. It's private. You can always shred it once it's given up its secrets to you. Now I've done this for years with everything that's had me stumped. I make a list of my biggest challenges and then give a separate page to each one of those challenges. Then I'll just mix them all up, close my eyes and grab a page at random. Sit down, hit the timer and barf on the paper. This means there's no sense of priority or magnitude to what I'm doing. All I want to do is handle those problems. I'm just looking to generate ideas, bring my understanding of the situation to clarity, get the ideas to the surface, and capture new thoughts as they appear to me. So I'll do this sometimes over the course of a few hours. I'll spend 10 minutes writing on one problem or situation. Done with that grab another piece of paper and a cup of coffee and one by one all of my pages get filled with my rational ravings but it's the thing guys there's always something useful in there there's a solution or an idea that helps me to overcome my challenge you know those challenges to me they're there to be taken care of i call it slaying dragons it's not that i've got anything against dragons as i've said before you see, it's the unicorns I really despise. Those smug, sparkly little bastards. Oh! Give it a go, guys. How easy is this? Chances are that you already have the answers you need somewhere in your mind. The bottleneck is just getting at the little buggers. And that's why I love this technique. 
So go and throw up on the page for 10 minutes and let me know how you get on. Ping me an email. It's info at neilcowardo.com. Or find me on Twitter. Or X. Or whatever they're going to call it this week. Where I am at Tutor Podcast. Remember, I'm here to listen as well as talk. And because I don't have all the answers, maybe you can help me. Now, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the Tudor Podcast. And as always, I'll be back next week with more no BS ideas and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Just the way I love mine. Till then, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help. Stay healthy, stay useful, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 